Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast, where we talk about running backs, rankings, uh, part two. Part two. Uh, it is Thursday, May 16th, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby, and I got uh, Rick Lemon with me. Uh, we are going to discuss running back rankings from 11 to 20 today. Yeah. Um, this will be our last episode on running backs. We move on to wide receivers next week, uh, and then our first mock draft oh, of the boy. year. Oh, boy. That's going to be fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we move into this episode, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at the FF Champs, Instagram, at the FF Champions. I mean, uh, at the Fantasy at the fantasy champions, I wow, said, you at the FF champions, I screwed that up. <laughs> uh, and go over to facebook.com slash the fantasy champions and like us over there. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, make sure you uh, click the bell on YouTube to get notifications, leave a review, and uh, share this podcast with your friends. I have a quick question for you before we move into our rankings. What's up? What running back competition are you most looking forward to during training camp and the preseason? Dude, it's obviously Alvin Kamara versus Latavius Murray. <laughs> 100%. All right, for me... Agreed. Moving into the... No. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly, I'll just say I think it's the Browns. I think Nick Chubb is clearly the guy. However, if Kareem Hunt really impresses the Browns during training camp and preseason, <clears throat> when he comes back in week 10, is it? When he comes back in week 10, is Nick Chubb still going to be the guy? Is he still going to be RB1 level fantasy player? It'll be interesting to see that Mm -hmm. competition for me personally and for Browns fans and for fantasy owners of Nick Chubb. That's a. It's interesting because I think as we break down, like I I started statting out the Cleveland Browns the other day, and uh, I'm like, what do I do with Kareem Hunt? (laughs) Yeah. And Nick Chubb, and it, it is going to be very intriguing. I think any progress that Kareem Hunt makes in convincing the team that he should be the main back will get completely destroyed when Nick Chubb steps on the field week one. And, like, he's got 10 weeks to prove himself. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I just I don't know if he'll actually be able to do that. The only thing where the, 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 when this whole situation is going to be decided is going to be week 10 in the NFL season. So... It is very intriguing to watch that situation. One of the running back situations that I'm watching I'm watching right now, and I'm most looking forward to seeing what happens, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, everyone's like, Damian Williams, give me, me some Williams. That's me. Yeah, no. I am okay with Damian Williams not being good. Um, there is a running back competition there. They drafted. They have two undrafted free agents. They have a drafted running back, Carlos Hyde, and this other guy, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams, I've never heard of. Daryl uh, Williams or Damian Williams? Who you got? <laughs> There's three Williams on that team, by the way. Gosh, that's going to get confusing. Josh Williams, Daryl Williams, Dude, imagine and playing Williams. Madden trying to be Damian Williams. That's <laughs> yeah, going to be awful. Yeah, terrible. Uh, I love this running back situation because they drafted this man named Darwin Thompson. He's got the same structure, build, measurables, like almost identical as Kareem Hunt. Um, they drafted him in the sixth round, so I don't expect much uh, to happen. Like I said, the sixth yeah. round kind of turns that off. 
Uh, he's a running back that in most drafts probably wouldn't even have been taken, but he chose this draft to come out because it was a light running back class, which means he was going to get drafted. Um, he he's an all purpose back. He can run. He you know he can run as a workhorse. He can catch the ball. He does a lot of things well. Um, and I think that he's more talented than people give him credit for. Um, as a sixth round draft choice, a lot of people are like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna. This guy's not gonna take over the role." Uh, he might because he only has to leapfrog an old man. <laughs> Yeah, Carlos that part High, probably won't be too hard. And Damian Williams, who was the third running back on the Chiefs roster last season. Yep. So if he has a really good camp, this is a guy that people could be talking about heading into the season, and a guy that after week one, like the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs a couple years ago, after uh, who's the guy before this, Jamal Charles, when Jamal Charles ended up falling apart, getting to torn his ACL twice, people thought Spencer Ware was going to be the Spencer guy. Spencer Ware, yeah. Spencer Ware was going to be the guy. Dam- who's Who's the guy right now? Damian Williams. Damian Williams. So they drafted Kareem Hunt. Now, I understand he was drafted in the late third round, but they drafted Kareem Hunt, expecting him to be that guy, but they were still going to roll with Spencer Ware, so Kareem Hunt was just supposed to be this guy. He won the job in camp. He had a great preseason, started week one. Week one of that season, he had 40 fantasy points. That's what the Kansas City Chiefs do to running backs. So if we're talking week two about Darwin Thompson and how he's on the waiver wire and everyone's trying to grab him, yeah. and I already got him on my fantasy <laughs> Yeah, either that or you passed on Damian Williams and he's yeah. going to be the baller. I'll pass on Damian Williams all day. Let's move into our early 2019 QB rankings. Um, Don't you mean running back, Chief? I'm sorry. <laughs> There's always something on notes that I forget to change. And right there, it says QB. I hey, read I read well. what's on the script, boss. I read what's I mean, on the script. N- are you saying you're scripted? <laughs> are you saying you're scripted? <laughs> Everything I say is fed to me like on ESPN. <laughs> There's actually someone standing right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Holding they're, notes. they're giving me notes. Yeah. Uh, early running back rankings for 2019. Uh, we will discuss 10 to 11, I mean 11 to 20, uh, and Let's get started. Number one, or number 11 on our list, is Leonard Fournette. Um, I think we finished off with James Conner. Yes. Uh, so I had him rank. I have Leonard Fournette ranked 12. You have him 11, and the ECR has him at 15. Yeah. The real disagreement is not between us. It's between the uh, uh, the experts. Uh, to rank him at 15, I think, is a little bit too low. He's the only back in Jacksonville. He's the workhorse and they want him to be the workhorse. And his only problem over the course of his three seasons in the NFL has been the fact that he has gotten injured or two mm-hmm. seasons. I don't remember, but his only problems has been, it has been injury and he's kind of overrated. I saw this post the other day on Instagram that kind of was a little bit intriguing. Todd Gurley in his first year, rookie season, great year, second year, Kind of fell off a little bit, finished as an RB2. Everyone was like, no, I'm not going to draft him. So yeah. ended up going late in the third round. That was the year I drafted him. He went off, and I had Zeke as well. Um, Leonard Fournette right now is in that same boat. Year one, breakout. Year two, injuries. Lots of problems. Guys looking at him saying, oh, well, he burned me last year. I'm not going to draft him. He's a third or fourth round draft pick. Right? He's a third or fourth round pick right now. And when you look at Leonard Fournette, is it the same situation as Todd Gurley was just 
a year ago where he completely flipped the script. He had a great season. He finished in the top five. I think he was the number one running back in fantasy. I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to do that. No. But where he he ends up being a top ten back, and you know the ECR, the experts, and everyone was saying, oh, he's the fifteen. He's fifteen to twenty. He's in tier three or four. He's not really that great of a running back. And you grab him in the third or fourth round, and you're like, this is the guy. Leonard Fournette. I love him. I've got a big Leonard Fournette in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's a stud. And what I love, too, about Fournette is he's going to get... Like, Carlos Hyde was there last year. Fournette's going to get an insane amount of touches. Yeah. And people forget, going into last year, too, he was a first-round mm-hmm. pick. Yeah. I think people seem to forget that. And he was, like, right there with Kareem Hunt. He was going middle to late first round. Like, he was... Yeah. Expectations was RB1. And he, he had yeah, injuries. He had a and, bunch of injuries, a bunch of problems. Yeah, and now he's fully healthy. Ready to go into year three, which is the big year for running backs. Yep. And he's going in the late third round. Yeah. I, Come on now. Buy yeah. high. Buy buy him now. Um number two. Uh number I number two. <laughs> My God. Number twelve on our rankings is Nick Chubb. We just discussed some of the uh, situation with Nick yeah. Chubb. I have him ranked eleven, Rick. You have him ranked thirteen, and the ECR has him ranked eleven. Um, Nick Chubb is an interesting guy. He's going late in the second round right now. He's a guy that is definitely a piece on your team that you could add late in that second round as your second running back. The concern is when Kareem Hunt does come back, what happens with Nick Chubb? And no one has a real answer because the yep. only person that knows what's going to happen is Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey. Like they're like, oh yeah. We're and even then, they're probably they probably don't have a full plan. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just use them both. Uh, if Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb was the full time back and he was not, there's no there's uh, no Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt didn't exist on that yeah, team. Yeah, he would he would be like he'd, to me he would be like the eight or seven or eight running back. He'd be with, yeah he'd Drafted be in the, the same tier round. with David Johnson before and, Kareem Hunt signed. He, that's where he was seven or eight. Yeah, that's where he was going off the board at least. So I like Nick Chubb. I ranked him at eleven. Why did you rank him at thirteen? Um, kind of for the things that I was saying earlier, just the Kareem Hunt stuff. That's really it. That just right. that just puts a slight concern for me where it's like right. there's a part of me where it's like if he comes back, is Chubb going to be a workhorse? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's and a- so that that's the only thing that concerns me. I'm still taking him though. If he's there at the end of the second round, you know, and I need a running back, I'm I'm not I'm not so disconcerned with Hunt that it doesn't allow me to take Chubb. Yeah. But that's why I have him ranked a little lower than like Fournette. I think I think for me, Nick Chubb is going to be when I was statting out the Browns, um, I kinda looked at some numbers and uh I think the way that the I think the way that the Browns will use Kareem Hunt, at least for the short time that they have him, because I don't he's not coming back after the season that he I mean, who <laughs> knows, maybe he'll resign with the Browns. I hope not. Um but anyway, I think they'll utilize him in the same role as like a Tariq Cohen. And I think that they will use him as the pass catching back because Nick Chubb really struggles with that. Um, yeah, he's really good on the ground, but he can't do much else. So does that concern you then? Half that PPR? does concern me in a half PPR setting. Nick Chubb is a guy that that with Baker def- Mayfield too and Odell they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it looks like Nick Chubb could be a guy that is ranked a little bit too high, but at the same time, I really do like him. I think he can improve. You know, his hands will improve this year, and I think he'll get more targets. 
it's really just what you do. He can catch the ball well. He just it's what you do after you catch the ball that matters in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, number thirteen on our list is Dalvin Cook. ECR has him twelve. I you have him twelve. I have him thirteen. Um, the only reason why I have him thirteen is because there's two running backs that I would take ahead of him, and that's Leonard Fournette, and Nick Chubb. Right. Simple yeah. as that. Um, Dalvin Cook to me has a lot of upside, but the problem with Cook is that he's move he's moving closer to that first round than would allow me to feel comfortable drafting him. When <laughs> yeah. we ended the fantasy season last year, Dalvin Cook was a third round pick. Now he's picked two oh four. Um and that is he's ADPing at two oh four. So that is a little bit concerning for me because He's a guy that's extremely talented, but he has had so many injuries in the first three years mm-hmm. of his career. Yeah, he's he's got all the opportunity in the world. He's the number one back in Minnesota. He can be this guy that we want him. Latavius to Latavius Murray's gone. Latavius Murray's gone. He is the guy. If he doesn't in his third year come out, break out, right? This and, is yeah, and have and have like a big year, then that's it for Dalvin. Not it for Dalvin Cook. He's got a great year. He's still probably got a good career ahead of him, but like he's got to be the workhorse. He yeah. has to be. This is, yeah, this is a guy that you take a flyer on if you take him in the second round, but he does have you don't even all... Want, I, I don't even want to waste a pick on him in the second round. Like if I'm taking flyers, I would take him in the third or fourth round, mm-hmm. but like right now as a second round pick... He's going in the second round. Though. Yeah, he's going in the second round. Like that's why for me... He's one of the guys in the second round that I'm actually avoiding. Because you got Joe Mixon at 202 and Dalvin Cook at 204. Which one are you taking? Joe Mixon. 100% Joe Mixon there. All right, guys behind him. Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb? Chubb's going 207. I might t- I might take Cook. It's close. That one's that one's a coin yeah. flip for me. Right. I just cuz you rank, upside, you rank upside, Dalvin ahead of Nick right. Chubb. Right. You know why? Because of just because for what I said with Hunt and Chubb, mm-hmm. that situation, and the biggest thing that I talk about with fancy running backs is opportunity. Fancy. Delvin Cook is going to have has the, he has all he the has opportunity the in the world. Don't screw it up, Delvin. In front of him, he has an absolute beautiful path. Can he walk the path? Yeah. He finished last season. It's uh, too tempting for me not to put him ahead of Chubb. One of his last games, he finished with thirty fantasy points. I just think. He is he's one round too early. He for me. shows he shows flashes all the time. Yeah. of being an RB one. I, I he's just for me he's just it's it's far too early. Like for a guy who's never finished as an RB one, yeah. it's far too high. Um, and that's why I think he might he might break out. But um, he's one of the guys I'm avoiding in my drafts just because of where he's being drafted. He if he was one like I said one round late earlier. I mean, uh, yeah, one round later, mm-hmm. I'd be all over him. But as far as like you know, one round does make a difference, just because of the guys sitting around him and your strategy. You draft a running back in the first round. You want to draft a running back in the second round or a wide receiver. Like there are so many guys, including wide receivers, that I would put ahead of Dalvin Cook as a second round draft pick. Then, you know, just taking him and going, oh, I got Dalvin Cook, great job. Like no, yeah. If he if he was in the if he was in the third or fourth round, he would be at the top of my list. But because he's in the second, there are so many guys that can produce ahead of him. That it's just like not even worth it. Uh, number fourteen on our list, Marlon Mack of the Indianapolis Colts. Now I love Mack. Yeah, you do. I love Mack. Uh, I have him fourteen. You have him fourteen. ECR yep. has him thirteen. So they love him more than us. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Marlon Mack, I think, can finish as a big time RB one. I think he can finish in the top six. Oh wow, um, really? 
I do. I do. I See, think- that's where I disagree with you. This is where the Mac, um, <laughs> you know, the Mac love is just... Uh, Marlon Mack right now is, unfortunately, the strategy that I'm I'm constructing for myself for my fantasy team doesn't fit the Marlon Mack bill. Makes me sad. Marlon Mack right now, 212, early third rounder uh, in 10-team leagues. He's a second rounder in 12-team. I don't want to draft Mack in that round because I don't feel like if I go two running backs, right? Yeah. Round one, round two, I go running back, running back. I can't draft a third running back. I mean, with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with I me. I, I could take three I running backs over his three rounds. But if you're building your team re- you know, reasonably, I'll, no. I'll take three running backs all day. But, like, <laughs> we're trying to help people win fantasy championships, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, taking my uh, Marlon Mack, taking him in the third round. Like, the, the strategy works if you go wide receiver. If you go running back round one, wide receiver round two, running back round three. But it just depends on what run is happening. You know yeah. what I mean? If you if you have a run, a massive run on wide receivers, and you're in the third round, and the run on wide receivers is still going, then take Mac in the third round. You know what I mean? Don't follow that run of wide receivers and just empty that tier. Because I think when you look at Marlon Mack, right? We have our tier two, we have our tier one guys, the top six. We have our tier two guys, which I think stop at at, at James Conner. Yeah. And then you have your tier three guys: Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman. Those guys are the tier three guys, yep. and so if they, if people are emptying emptying the tier three of wide receivers, then just wait and draft Marlon Mack. Don't don't follow that empty. <laughs> Let's get to tier four wide receivers and keep drafting and leave Marlon Mack on the board. No, I love Marlon Mack. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. Yep. He showed signs of he was a really good player. Um, one, I don't know if he had any injury problems. I think he did. He was out for some games. Yeah, this year. in the beginning of the year, I believe. Um, but if he stays healthy, he stays on the field, he plays a full 16 games, I think he does have that potential to enter into the top eight, top six of running backs um, and, and take that leap. And I think especially in an offense that is well, much more improved. Funches and all these. Right. I, I can't keep going. But <laughs> uh, you have some really good talent, and and I think that Marlon Mack is going to benefit from that. He is. He also can. He's a pass catching back. As much as people want to discount his pass catching ability, which no, I, I mean, think, yeah, which I think would be the one problem because they do have Naheem Hines, and that guy is the pass catching back of the century. He's the James. <laughs> he's the he's the James White of the Indianapolis Colts it's at this true, point. Yeah. And if he takes those away from Marlon Mack, that's the one reason why. I think he could finish more than likely finish as a low end. I mean, a high end RB two. Um, but those—that's my only concern with Marlon Mack. He really does everything well, and if they mm-hmm. utilize him properly, he could be a top, you know, top yeah. ten back. My only concern, I think, is what you said, and then injuries too. Uh, he has had a history of not fully staying on the field, but and he's never, I think, had a full like sixteen game season either. Yeah, right. Where he's just been legit, but he has shown flashes his whole career that he can be really, really good. And, I, I mean, I love this whole Colts team this year. So yeah. I'm on the Marlon Mack train. Oh, 100%. We're, we're rolling. Uh, number 15 on our rankings, Devonta Freeman. Um, we talked to him, We talked about him a little bit on our on our last show on Tuesday. Um, I have him ranked 15. You have him ranked 15. The ECR. ECR is 19. Mm. People don't like Devonta Freeman, and people don't like Leonard Fournette. Please take note of that, fantasy champions. Please take note. Because 
you're going to come into the third and fourth round, and you're going to have these two names on the board. Yeah. These two names can spell the difference in winning a fantasy championship this year. People are going to sit here around Devonta Freeman, uh, Devonta Freeman and Leonard Fournette. They're going to take guys by the likes and with the names, the names that people remember from last year. That Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Damian Williams. You're going to see Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen, Carrion Johnson. Some of these guys are going to come off the board then, and you're going to pass up Leonard Fournette, and you're going to pass up Devonta Freeman, and then you're going to see these two guys break out and say, why did I draft the other guy? <laughs> Don't do that, and just listen to us and draft them. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Uh, wow. Devonta, bulletproof. Bulletproof, yeah. That strategy is just follow whatever we're saying because <laughs> <laughs> we're always right yeah yeah 100 that's, that's never true these rankings will probably change in like a month yeah. um but anyway so freeman no more no more ito uh no more ito smith no more tevin coleman mm-hmm. they just got ito smith they have all the opportunity in the world for devonta freeman he's gonna be the three down workhorse back the guy in atlanta yeah. this is his chance stays on the field there's here's the thing like you said opportunity Right. Opportunity. Yep. And and if he stays on the field, the guy is going to get 200 fantasy points, 220 fantasy points in standard leagues. I, I factor in your half PPR. Um, but he's going to get around 250 fantasy points in all formats. And I think that for Devonta Freeman to score that many fantasy points for you, like, and he gets back to that oh, this huge. year, that's huge. And, and if you're taking him in the fourth round. Especially in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, Devonta Freeman... Again, similar to Fournette, people forgot. Like this guy, this guy's been consistently a late first, early second round pick for the yeah. last what three years. <laughs> yeah, and then he has an injury, and he just falls right off. The and list. he just even Tevin Coleman leaving the guy that's been almost borderline splitting He's still snaps. a fourth round pick, and Freeman doesn't jump at all. Yeah, like this is a guy that people are sleeping on big time. Like I could see him. I mean, there's not much more I could. There's not much more wiggle room I could give him in terms of moving him up. I might move him ahead of Marlon Mack at some point. Yeah, I don't think you ever would do that. Yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> but, I mean, Mack. the the only two guys that I could see on my personal boards of moving him up to is past Marlon Mack and Dalvin Cook. Those are the only two spots that I would move him up past as far as my draft rankings. Um, because I would definitely take Fournette, Nick Chubb, and the top 10 ahead of him. Uh, yeah. So as far as Freeman is concerned, fourth-round draft pick, the value matches. You know what I mean? He's ranked 15 on our boards, and he's getting drafted as the 19th running back off the board. That's insanely good value. Uh, number yeah. 16 on our board, draft board. This is, uh, this is where we uh, – this is a point – the next couple picks are a point of disagreement. Okay. I had Josh Jacobs, who is our number 16 running back, ranked 16. Yeah. You have him ranked 19. Okay, a little lower. ECR has him ranked 27. Ooh. There's not a lot of Josh Jacobs love. I'm not no, feeling not. it. Especially after Elijah Maguire tore his Achilles and they brought in Doug Martin, who blew last year, by the way, when he was <laughs> the only running back on the team left. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to come in and basically play the Marshawn Lynch role. That's what yeah. his job is going to be. He can he's an all-purpose back. Do he can do everything well. He has basically no injury history. Um he only like when he was at Alabama, he was the second running back and he was 
he was insane as the, he see split snaps with Damian Harris, but he is basically nowhere on his knees and he's nowhere on his legs at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really exciting pick for me. He's a rookie, so you got to temper that. But I think this is the exact range that Josh Jacobs will finish next year as yeah. an RB two, and I think that like like we've said, opportunity equals like it doesn't. Josh Jacobs is talented. You, you're obviously in order to be a first round running back, you have to be talented. Like that's as simple oh, right. as that. Yeah. So he's talented, and he's also going to get 250 to 300 touches. So if that's also the case, you put the puzzle pieces together. The ECR rank of 27 should be a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Josh Jacobs is a really, really. He's going to be a really good running back. I really. I, yeah. I think. I think the big thing for me is it's just the. It's the amount of carries and opportunity that he's going to get in Oakland that really like if he went if he went to the Baltimore Ravens instead, I would not feel the same about Josh Jacobs. I'd be like, oh no. Him and Ingram. Yeah. Him, him and Ingram and Gus Bus. <laughs> oh gosh, <everyone>. yeah. <laughs> um no, I agree with you with the opportunity and that's I think one of the big things that is the biggest thing for me. Yeah. In when it comes to running backs. What I would say just to but a slight breaks. We have him similar, sixteen, nineteen, not too far off. Yeah, I think the only reason why I don't have him sixteen is the rookie running back a little bit concerns me. The offensive line. Saquon was a rookie running back. Philip Lindsay was undrafted. He went twelve. That's true, but I don't think Josh Jacobs is Saquon Barkley though. No, no, no and I, not. I think definitely not. The Giants' O line wasn't good, but I think the Raiders might be worse. And I know they added a few guys, but no, I, their I, offensive I, line is a lot better. I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> but I do. I mean, I really do like Josh Jacobs and the opportunities he's going to get think, and I, the talent that he has. I think Josh Jacobs is suffering from Oakland Raider hate because there are so many people like the, like Oakland, s- Oakland Raider hate started the second they traded um, Khalil, Mack. Khalil Mack. And it is just transferred into every decision the organization has made. Like they gave him, they gave the Raiders an F. On their draft grade because they they drafted Cleveland. Wow. Fl- I mean Farrell, that like, that pick was a little early. Ta- like, but if that's what you believe, they they should have traded back. But it's it wasn't the smartest pick them and the Giants with Daniel Jones. But you know you look at the draft, they didn't have a bad draft. Cleveland Farrell is a good player. Josh Jacobs is a good player. They got a wide receiver. Like they did all the things they needed to do in the draft, and and they didn't fail that and, measurably. You know they sneak like offensively, they're sneakily. Like have a lot no, of I know. I think I think people just need to stop hating on the Raiders for a second. Like, put down your riot sticks and freaking take Josh Jacobs. I I do, <laughs> I do like Josh Jacobs. Um, Derrick Henry, number seventeen on our list. I have him ranked nineteen. You have him seventeen. Uh, the ECR has him at sixteen. I want to like Derrick Henry, but I don't like the fact that uh, there's a lot of Patriot veins in the coaching staff. <laughs> And uh, they signed Dion Lewis last year. They brought him in, and they they got a lot of running backs on that roster. And they seem to uh, not really know how to use their running backs. Now they figured yeah. out how to use Derrick Henry. They're utilize they're going to utilize him a lot next season. My only concern is that Derrick Henry turns into a complete flop. Yeah, because there have been times where that happens. Derrick Henry is like an NBA three point shooter. <laughs> if he's uh if he's hot, he hits every single three he takes. If he's cold, it's GG. It, yeah, good game. You you're done. Derrick Henry is like 
You're you're so right. He's one of these guys that <laughs> he's just like hot and gold. You you can take him in the fourth round, yeah. and get like an RB low end RB one high end RB two. Yeah, you really can. You could also take him in the fourth round, and he's just like gonna be Trash. on the waiver wire in week five. He the only reason why he finished as an RB two last season is <laughs> did he finish as an RB one? I don't even know. Uh, he might have. I don't even. Know. He had like the three forty. But the only point reason games, why he like finished, yeah, the only reason why he finished so high is because he had those forty point games. Now, if if he produces at a fifteen to twenty point game pace and he actually gives you good numbers, then I think it's a good pick at seventeen. The reason why I'm avoiding him is because it's the Tennessee Titans offense, and there's just nothing. Yeah, there's I don't nothing, think it got much better. There's either. nothing for sure. I mean, they say they're building around Derrick Henry, but that could change completely, change in like two games. And it's like that's just yeah. how that's how the I don't Tennessee trust the Titans, Titans either. But I, I do, I have him ranked a little higher than you. I do do think I have hope for Derrick Henry. I'll just say that I have hope for Derrick Henry. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I if Derrick Henry is sitting on the board, I will not be drafting. The, the other I'll thing probably, is that yeah. for you and for me, I have him nineteen. You have him seventeen. Um, and right now, he's getting taken as the sixteenth running back off the board. So to me, he's moving past our valuation of him because um, we have him ranked together as the 17th running back so hey he's getting drafted 16 which is not uh, too far yeah, off i mean one pick, but, but at the same time it's like that's slightly overvaluing for a guy who you don't know is going to be that good do you know what i mean like yeah like if there wasn't so many question marks around him and you were you were like okay i'm it's worth but reaching who, ha- who has a higher ceiling you think derrick henry or josh jacobs for this year not for the next few uh, but for this year that's a that's a hard question all right, what about him and Devontae Freeman? Who has the higher ceiling? Yes. Uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry year. or Devonta Freeman? Yeah. Devonta Freeman. Okay. Uh, let's move on to number 18, Mark Ingram. Another guy that Mark I really Mark burned like. me. He did. <laughs> he burned me bad. He burned Two years you. in a row, too. Way to go, Mark. I love Mark Ingram. I always have. Uh, I have him ranked 20. You have him ranked 18. ECR has him ranked 22. Um, he's in the Baltimore offense, which is a plus for him because he's going to get the ball a lot. The concern is the amount of running backs that the Baltimore Ravens have. They drafted a running back. They brought in Mark Ingram. They still have Gus Edwards. They have so many running backs, and it's like, what are they going to do with them all? Is Mark Ingram actually going to be the feature back? Because when they originally signed, when they originally assigned Mark Ingram, I was excited. I was like. This is Mark Ingram's job. Like he finally gets his own job. Right. This is like it's literally going to be a mod podge of like seven different running backs. Oh, gosh, I hope not. And if it is, it, Mark Ingram is going to fall. See, here's way the thing, down. though. Here's why I have him a little higher than you. I think why is because yes, they might use Gus. They might the use Gus Plus. They might use their other running backs. But you paid Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry. You paid Mark Ingram. I was thinking WWE there for a second. You, you, <laughs> you, oh, you paid Mark Ingram to be the guy. Yeah. He left New Orleans to be the guy. I think he is going to get the most carries in, in yeah. that offense. In an offense that will run the ball a lot. No, yeah. A You're lot. Right. So that's why I do think the Ingram... Only- like I'd be, I'd be happy with picking Ingram where he's going right now. The only concern is that the, the amount a team runs the ball kind of affects their... 
the amount of team runs the ball affects their uh, the amount of plays they run in a season. So obviously, if you if you run passing plays, you run a lot more plays as a team. Yeah. Um, for the Baltimore Ravens, they're probably going to run somewhere. The average is like somewhere anywhere between a thousand and a thousand twenty plays offensive play calls. Uh, I think the I think Baltimore could probably finish with like nine hundred to nine hundred and fifty play calls just because of the way they run their offense, which is not a bad thing. But if you're running that little plays, how much? Is Mark Ingram actually going to get? If he gets eight, you know, fifteen to twenty carries a game, and gets involved a little bit in the passing game, which I don't think there's going to be much of, but <laughs> um, if he gets involved a little bit in the passing game, I think Mark Ingram could be a good back. But I think the best case scenario for Mark Ingram is low end RB two. Um, yeah. and and that's that's I mean that's mainly I think Ingram behind. though. Sorry to cut you off. I just that's think fun. he has a. You said that very. <laughs> that's fine that's fine whatever sounds like uh my imaginary girlfriend when she's oh, mad boy. at me imaginary girlfriend <laughs> no um yeah no i think his his ceiling is pretty high yeah meaning i don't like if he could flop obviously at this point in the draft you get you're getting running backs after really the top 10 top 15 anyone can flop even those guys can flop so but i think mark ingram you're gonna have a guaranteed, in my he's opinion, close of to, being he's a, close a low to, end, mid end. Yeah, RB2. he's as close to a guarantee at RB two as you can get. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually a good point. A lot of these guys could completely bust out, um, and some of them could jump up. So it's like you get, you know, like right. like Derek Henry this, for example, point, the guy we just talked about. Like I said, like you're talking about, you know, your tier one is one through six. Your tier two is like seven through ten yep. your tier three is like fournette chubb cook mac uh freeman then tier four josh jacobs derrick henry mark ingram like you start getting into yeah. that conversation of tier four running backs um i just I, I i have my reservations on mark ingram i'm this week i think i'm statting out baltimore so we'll see how it works <laughs> out um and see how they actually do it i mean it's hard because they've run a completely different offense for all of john harbaugh's entire or is it John Harbaugh? I don't even remember. There's two Harbaugh's, one of them. Yeah, but uh, Harbaugh has run a completely different system for most of his career as a coach. So it's going to be interesting to see how they they utilize him. Uh, number nineteen, carry on Johnson, the Detroit Lions running back. My rank is seventeen for him. You have him twenty two, and the ECR has him twenty one. Yeah, I do like carry on Johnson. I think he's a talented running back. If given the opportunity, he could finish as a high end RB two. He could, yeah. Um, Given the opportunity, and I, I like you know, I say that very lightly. <laughs> uh, Detroit seems to blow every like it, it's it, another team with Patriot like veins. They mm. like to get they like to grab as many running backs as possible. C.J. Anderson, uh, oh, gosh, the, the starting running back killer. <laughs> he is man. If they didn't pick up C.J. Anderson, he'd be so much higher in my list. Oh yeah, but I think them picking up C.J. Anderson affects it. I think they just don't know how to, and I, I said the same thing. Like I'm TJ Hawkinson, you know, we'll talk, probably talk about him on our tight end shows. Um, but he he's a guy that, like I said, he's a guy that I'm avoiding just because he's on the Detroit Lions, yeah. and he's kind of grown on me lately. But I need to watch that, and I love Carry On Johnson. I like the wide receiver there, Kenny Galladay. I I like all of it. It just <laughs> it's not utilized properly. Yeah. It's like. I don't know who their offensive coordinator and coordinator is because I don't think you know. Obviously, Patricia's not calling any offensive plays. No, he's not. Uh, so, carry on, Johnson. I think I think he has the potential of finishing as a mid range RB two, maybe even a high range RB two. Every time, every time. <laughs> that was my alarm. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I think he has he has the potential of finishing as a mid to high end RB two um, with the ceiling of like RB three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I, I'd probably I'm, I'm looking or like at the my floor. I mean, top twenty five. I have him ranked twenty two right now. I'd probably have him ranked like twentieth. Yeah, a little bit higher. Like ahead of I have him, like Sony Michelle and Aaron Jones ahead of him. Probably put him ahead of Sony just because of the recent Patriots moves and having a gazillion running backs on the roster, but. I, the only reason carry on isn't higher is for what you said with the don't trusting the Lions, CJ Anderson, yeah. and he hasn't really fully proven it. But I no, he hasn't. I do like him as a player though. Yeah, uh, number twenty. Finally on our list, we have Damian Williams. Disagree. D will. This is uh, the, our biggest point of disagreement. Um, there are so many running backs that I would take ahead of Damian Williams. It's unbelievable. <laughs> if you want to say. Running back, we talked about the situation with running back earlier in the show mm-hmm. where I think it's a real possibility that the sixth round running back takes the role. Yeah. Like, and that's a crazy thing to say, but I think it's a real possibility. I think it's a real possibility too. I just think it's unlikely. If you want to say, if you want to rank Damian Williams 16 and just say Chiefs running backs, which then- is kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> it's, you'll you you'll hear me that. in a second. You'll hear uh, me in a second. I guess, but Damian Williams, number 20 running back. I ranked him 24. Rick ranked him 16. The ECR is 18. Damian Williams is ranked high because he's in the Chiefs offense. He has a lot, like, just that in and of itself is enough. I referenced at the beginning of the show the situation a couple years ago before Kareem Hunt took the job and absolutely ran with it. They had Spencer Ware, who was supposed to be the big back the year before. He didn't finish. That was, I thought I was going to say 2015, but that's wrong. (laughs) That was 2016. He was supposed to finish as this big-time running back. He didn't. Um, He finished as like a low-end RB2. Now, the following year after that, Spencer Ware was supposed to be the guy, get full, you know, the full job, like be the guy, and then they drafted Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt took the job. I think Damian Williams is in the same role right now as Spencer Ware. He's the transition back for somebody else, whether that's Darwin Thompson, Josh Williams, or you know whoever else, whatever other running backs that they sign or grab, like whoever that may be. I think whatever running back starts for the Chiefs is going to be a good running back. I just can't justifiably. Th- this is why I'm not taking Damian Williams. I have no Damian Williams hate. I don't really like him as a running back, but. I have no Damian Williams hate whatsoever. It's more the fact that if I draft Damian Williams, right, mm-hmm. and then he loses his job three weeks into da- Darwin Thompson or Carlos Hyde or whoever else is sitting behind him, right? If he loses his job to one of those guys, w- w- it was a big freaking waste of a draft pick. Yeah, I mean, that's the one his, reason why I'm not drafting him his at all. Bust level is high. But as you just said... He's going as a second-round running back right now. Chiefs running backs succeed. That's too high. Second round is too high. Yeah. I will say that. But when he came in last year, you know what he does? What? He catches screens, and he runs full speed, and he gets in the end zone. Yep. To me, being in that Chiefs system where they love to use running backs, especially in screens, that's where he thrives... Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the chances of someone taking his job um, are very good. I, I don't know about very good, but they're they're think decent. About, think about it this way: when you picked up Jameis Winston this year, if you were streaming quarterbacks, you didn't pick him up 
to have him start the rest of the season because there was always the risk that he might not play another game in the season because they might bench him. And that's the same situation for D- Damian Williams. He'll get snaps. He'll get the opportunity. But is there any guarantees that Damian Williams, like, you know, Carryon Johns is probably the starting running back. He might lose snaps to somebody. CG you know Anderson. Mark Ingram. You know Derrick Henry. You know Josh Jacobs. You know Devonta Freeman and so on and so forth are going to be starters. Do you know for a fact that week one of the NFL season, Damian Williams is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs running back? I don't know for Absolutely a fact not. if uh, Carryon Johnson is going to be the Lions. <laughs> that's just bad coaching, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I don't think – no, I don't think – I know that for a fact, but I – that's why. That's but, specifically why. Big I'm but here, I expect him to be the number one back. Like, and if, if you, he is, he's going to succeed. Like, if you he will draft, put up points. If you go out and draft Damian Williams, right? You know, we do our our one of our leagues. We do our draft right after week four of the the um the preseason. So yeah. we know, okay, this is what the rosters are going to look like when we draft. A lot of people do it a little bit earlier, so you know we you used to do it a little you earlier. Haven't, you haven't reached cutdowns yet. You haven't reached all that stuff, so you're you're kind of making guesses. If you draft Damian Williams and then later in the draft draft a handcuff, so say Darwin Thompson wins the second job, right, the second running back job, yeah, and you draft Damian Williams, and then week one Damian Williams goes out, it's clear that he can't be the number one guy, and then Darwin Thompson comes in and lights it up. Then you end up winning on that that's not a bad strategy handcuffing whatever the number two running back is to damian williams but i just can't there's just so many for me in fantasy football question marks don't equal success in terms of you know what you're gonna get you know if it's if it's question marks the back end of the like if damian williams was a seventh eighth round draft pick yeah i'd take him probably but right now he's a second round pick even if he was a third or fourth round pick i'm not taking him see that's where i think we disagree is I do agree with you with second is too high, I, but I think, you're saying like seventh or eighth. I think that like that's almost that's that's too obvious. That's, here's my thing. I think everyone and I, I keep saying temper excitement, but everyone needs to temper their excitement with the Chiefs' offense. You know this wide receiver. You know Tyreek Hill is probably going to get suspended. So when if and when that happens, this new wide receiver that they drafted, yeah, Michael Harmon Hardman, <sighs> hard name to say. Uh, he's going to come in, and people are expecting him. They literally are expecting him to be Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's not going to be. He's not going to be Tyreek Hill. But They're like, I'm going to draft him in the top three you, runs. Because, does, but it's like that situation. People think Sammy Watkins is going to be, the, be not Tyreek Hill, but he's going to be a big-time wide receiver one. To me, if there's less talent on the team, Patrick Mahomes is just going to spread it to everyone evenly. It's not going to be... Wouldn't that uh, be a plus whoa, for Damian Williams? Williams? No, it would not be a plus for Damian Williams. Because he's not, that, he's not throwing to Tyree Kill 50 times. It's already been said that Mr... Uh, I, I, he doesn't usually run with this system. I'll give you this particular situation. But um, what's the fat man? I always forget this coach's <laughs> wow. name. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, thank you. I think and, and it, it really depends on Andy Reid and if he really is going to go RBBC. Because if he does go RBBC, then that means that Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde and Darwin Thompson and five running backs are all going to share the backfield, and that's not a good look. No, but honestly, I just it's it's there's so much mess in the backfield. This is why I'm watching that spot. Even if because they do if that, if Damian Williams wins the job and it's clear he's like the guy, then he'll be good. 
I'm not saying that Damian Williams is going to be good. If he starts every single game in 2019, if I could go in the future and get the sports almanac and find out how many <laughs> fantasy points he got, if Damian Williams starts every game in 2019, he will be a a RB2, maybe even a top 15 back. I think that's what Damian Williams can do. The reason why he's 24 on my board is because there's so many other running backs that I'd put ahead of him just because of the pure fact that they have their role. They have their job. We know what they're going to be. Damian Williams, we have no idea. I'm not taking the okay. risk. All right. I'm not taking the risk. <laughs> the, Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs are such a mess right now. <laughs> it makes me so sad. They, they, no, it does not. Take that uh, back. Yeah, I, I hate the Chiefs. Yeah, you're right. It makes me sad as a Mahomes lover. Yeah. You stinking Mahomes. <laughs> uh, that will do it for our rankings of 11 to 20 for the running backs. Be sure to listen next week as we move on to ranking our wide receivers. I'm 90% sure we said we were going to do wide receivers this week. Uh, yeah, I we think did. You did. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Uh, we will do. It's called a teaser, bro. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we will do wide receiver rankings next week. So be sure to listen. Uh, you got any uh, closing thoughts for the weekend? Um, weekends always lit. That's what I'll say. Except for you, because you were. Don't party too hard, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> that is not clutch. See you Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.